Welcome everyone. We are now going to begin. This is Hashem Shalom Bayesh, Shir number 107. I'm going to talk today about what I heard from lectures by someone, Rabbi Arya Pemensky. Um, you look it up, you could actually hear his lectures online. I'm going to share some of the insights that he said. He's a person that uh, helped a lot in uh, with Shalom Bayes issues and had uh, seminars on it and, and meeting, you know, groups on it. And that helped very, very much, um, not just for the from Oilam, but even for, for others as well. So he's Masber in his Shiurim and explains that um, relationships, especially between a man and a woman, male and female, are very subtle, very complex, and you won't necessarily figure it out on your own. Um, you need training and instructions for it, uh, similar to flying an airplane. Uh, he had a joke once that he met someone, uh, actually um, a pilot of an airplane, was once by his lectures when he said something like this, and the guy said, uh, it's much harder to manage your mar- marriage than to fly an airplane. But of course, all instruction manual about how to handle those relationships and marriage relationships, it's all in Tyra, all in Chazal, and it has all the truths that were there for thousands and thousands of years since Moshe Messinai, where the Tyra knew if you learn how to learn it properly and how to uh, extrapolate the, the concepts of the Tyra properly. That's why many G'daylem that really understand Chazals knew how to deal with Shalom Bayes issues because they understood how to interpret the Chazals and how to utilize it. And um, so this idea of knowing how to handle these relationships has been a yesoid and has been around for thousands and thousands of years. And um, even though it's only recently in America that they're saying that men and women are inherently very different, although this culture right now, it's they're going the other way, but there's still some that do say that. Uh, but we knew about it for very, very long. So, for example, even in the Yesoid of Daitan Kalos, he actually didn't say this, but I'm just adding it. The idea of Daitan Kalos is a general idea with women versus men. In general, again, we talked about this also, that the stereotypical general rules, which are absolutely true, there could be exceptions to the rules. But in general, men are good at doing one task at a time. And this generation is a little difficult because all the technology overload we have, but the Teva in general, they're used to doing one thing at a time. And they're generally not good at multitasking. While women, that's the Daitin Kalois, um, has nothing to do with intelligence or anything like that, it's just that women have the ability to multitask. And that's one shot. There's many other shot in, in what it means. But they definitely have more of an ability to multitask. And also, another, you saw a big difference between men and women in, in general, that women are relationship beings. That's part of their essence. That part of their essence is to actually develop relationships while men are generally not interested or not relationship beings, not, not, as, not, not, as, not as the women are. Again, there are men, like I said, 
exceptions to the rule, many that are very deeply into relationships, but in general it's not like that. The women be'etzim are relationship beings, and the men are not. Men generally talk about, you know, they take a task, task number one, task number two, task number three, task number four, and then when the tasks are done, maybe they want to schmooze with a friend, what are they schmooze about? Um... When they're teenagers, again, this is in the American society, they talk about sports or business or, 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 or sexual stuff and things like that. You know, they, they talk topically, generally men, when they want to chill out and they talk to each other. Women, very often, though, in general, they talk about relationships. Relationships. He had once a fascinating, uh, um, thing he had the men go in one room and the women go in another room for 15 minutes to discuss certain ideas about shalom bias whatever those ideas were i forgot what he said what it was about and when they came back the group of men separately the group of women separately and they came back after 15 minutes he asked the women uh, you know, asked a particular woman, what, what's, you know, what's this other person's name in the group? And she said, oh, this person, her, her name is this, and she has two children. What's the other person? Oh, the other person is, is, is not, is just got married, no children yet. And what's the other person? The women knew each other, at least superficially, but they were relationship beings. So they understood, they, they, they knew each other's names and what they were. That's what they did when they were, they were talking together. While the men, they had no clue. They were busy networking, meaning talking about the topic at hand, and that's it. Now they had no idea who the other person was, and um, that's basically an interesting uh, idea that uh, that uh, the shows the difference between men and women. Men are not relationship beings, but teva. It's foreign to him. They need help with it. By them, it's more like tasks. What do I do? And and uh, and he masber that in a marriage, a husband needs to sort of get the idea that his task, you know, in marriage, is to try to make your wife as happy as much as possible. And he explains how to go about doing it. And um, and and uh, that's basically that's their thing. Their their idea. Their 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 idea is to have a job and think as much as possible and do as much as possible to make your wife as happy as possible, as much, as much of the time as possible. And what happens is that if he does that right, if he n- learns how to do that properly, they don't overthink the relationship. They don't analyze, they don't overanalyze. They just simply try to do that by the tools that he gives um, then the women, the wives, automatically will reciprocate and reciprocate double and triple, and it'll overflow, because that's beteva the way it is. It's a, it's it's a kamayim alponim alponim, but even deeper than that, because as you shower that ahava and and trying to make your wife as happy as possible, she'll do everything she can to reciprocate. That's generally the idea. 
That's why it's important for the man not to focus so much on his needs. We'll talk about it. Now, as we talked in the past, that important things you need to express each other, healthy communication about your needs. That is true. But in general, what the man's focus should try to be is to try to look at what his wife's needs are and to try to infuse as much simcha as possible into your wife and trying to make your wife as happy as possible. Because what's going to happen then, that if you do that in your matzliach, then the, then the woman will shower it back at you, at the man. And because if you don't do this, then the woman will remain dissatisfied. The man, man's need may be satisfied, but the woman will not. And he talked about three things he called the three A's. One is called attention, one is called affection, and one is called appreciation. And he first talked about attention. When he says attention, again, in our door, it's very hard. It means undivided attention. Undivided attention, it means that when your wife wants to talk to you about anything, anything, no matter how trivial it may seem to you, you put the book down, you shut the computer, or you move away from the computer, you shut your phone, or you put away your phone, and uh, you listen. And listen means with eye contact, and you acknowledge. You acknowledge. And now... He said something very funny. He said some men are actually very brilliant. They're able to have that eye contact while while their head is somewhere else and flying in different directions. And um, they know. They could sense it and they know. What it means is, yes, you have the unbroken eye contact, but you actually listen and you're engaged. Uh, he had also a fascinating story. <laughs> he was walking once in the streets of Manhattan. He had to take care of something. He was on his, the phone with his wife. And then, you know, and they were talking. They were talking all along. But then something happened on the street. And he was observing something interesting that took place. And his mind wandered a drop. His wife right away over the phone says, so are, you, are you listening? You're not listening, are you? Are you listening? She sensed it. So for all those men out there, even if you... Uh, Put down the phone and do the eye contact. But if your mind goes into something else completely, she'll notice. And that's not what undivided attention either. He suggests, and this is a very good idea, to try two minutes a day when you're talking to each other, husband and wife, to start to do to have unbroken eye contact, look at each other face to face as you're having some whatever discussion you're having. The idea is is to start learning what undivided attention is, and it's work. It is work. It takes a vida. For someone who's not used to it, these days especially, uh, eye-to-eye contact could be very uncomfortable towards people, two people that are used to it. It seems natural, but for many people it's, it doesn't seem natural. But with a couple, they need to work on it. Have eye-to-eye contact, try two minutes a day, and undivided attention, and do your best to listen and and fully and be totally there. Another thing he talked about after he talked about attention, uh, 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 paying attention, is affection. Affection. He gave. He talked about that. He said he had an etza that Noach Weinberg, Rabbi Noach Weinberg, gave him when he was a Talmud of his, which is gold. And he said like this. He said, when you come home from work, 
you, you, you right away you have to decide, make a decision. Again, this is talking about the teva where it's possible that as soon as you come home, you could talk to your wife and engage with her. That when you come home from work or wherever you're coming from, your machlit, let's say you come home 6.30 p.m., your machlit that for the next 20 minutes, you're not home yet. You're not home till 6.50. And the first 20 minutes, you listen to her and and you engage with your wife about how her day was or whatever it is. And um, and whatever and, and whatever she wants, whatever she needs, it's her time. You know, he may be overtired. He may he may want to eat. You know, he may want to just take off his jacket and relax. But he waits twenty minutes for that. Now, in Eitzah also, he didn't say. But Rabbi Zvi'el Tauber used to say, if you come home, you had a very stressful day. Let's say you're you're driving, you have a very stressful day. You come home from work, so sometimes it's kedai to sit, um, you know, in the car for a few minutes, listen to relaxing music. Maybe eat a, a piece of something, whatever, just to get to yourself if you're extremely hungry. You know, put that aside, like a couple, you know, raisins, whatever, something to, just to, to in the car that you have so you calm down and you have a certain type of um, detoxification, you know, relaxing before you actually go into the house. You don't come into the house all harried, even if you had a hard day. But once you're ready by the door, you're machlet, these, these few minutes are... But the next 20 minutes belongs to my wife and do it now. I, why not later? Because later means that it's a, you're already engaged in yourself and you have to go back to it. And Rav Neich Weinberg gave this Eitzah to, um, to him and he utilized it and it was very, very effective. Again, I don't know if it applies to everyone. Everyone has a different Seder Hayoyim. But if that is Taka Seder Hayoyim where the wife is home and normally she could and wants to engage when the husband comes at home, this is a good aid that Rabbi Noach Weinberg gave. Have a wonderful day.